What is up, guys? Welcome back to the 53rd episode of The Sweet Peaceful. It's kind of a special episode because we get it, we did some weird shit. Um, for the first time ever, I went and interviewed an artist, kind of like separately, did that different day. I'm going to plug that into the later in the mu- music section of the episode. I'll plug that in. Um, but besides that, today I am joined by my good pal, Alex Curtis. Hello, hello, hello. What is up? And my... Longtime friend. I didn't know if I'd ever be able to get him on this podcast, but my Illinois friend across the country, Josh Harkey. What's going on, everybody? It's a little hard to get a uh, microphone in the middle of nowhere in Cornville, so. <laughs> but here we are. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the show. Josh is from Illinois, the same place that Eric from last episode is from, but Eric does not live in Illinois anymore, so maybe that's probably why he lost the corn game. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's not fucking, he's not seasoned, man. He's out of practice. He hasn't been in the land of corn. One of my fallen corn buddies. Um, <laughs> so Josh, as I do with every guest, um, what I'm going to ask you some questions. What is your <laughs> top three games? Well, Top three favorite games. My number Definitive. one is for sure Devil May Cry. The series has always oh, been shit. amazing, except for the second one, of course, because you know if you play all this, all the games, you'll know why. And then the rest. I've only played five. I would uh, probably put Metal Gear Solid number two. Oh, just shit. just the series as a whole. Now, not too many of like a bad one. And then third, honestly, it's kind of just. Just whatever. Those are really my two top favorite. How the fuck did Pokemon not make it into there? Well, I mean, you've seen the downward spiral that Pokemon's been going through. Sure, but at once it was at a beautiful, glorious, golden peak. And I feel like ever since I've known you, one of the main things that me and you have bonded on is our shared love for Pokemon. We, I mean, we used to literally go to that website where you could just Pokemon battle each other with a random... It would just give you a random generated set of pokemon and we just battle each other i remember that being like one of the first things just me and you would play together (laughs) that's true well it it was pretty hard to get you to get other games so like this was a quick access to a game you know it's quick access but i would the third now that i think about it i'd probably go with wind waker it's probably favorite legend of zelda (sighs) game dude i really want to play wind waker and like i know like it came out um was it originally came out on the gamecube yeah some reason it missed me on the GameCube when I was little, and then it came out on the Wii U remastered, and I didn't have a Wii U, and I'm just like waiting for it to get remastered for the Switch, and it just hasn't. I really want to play that game. Um, we just had like a one got remastered recently, right? Um, it was on the Wii the... U though. Skyward Sword yeah. is getting remastered. Skyward Sword. Oh so, yeah, that's what it was. I feel like if they're doing that one, then they're gonna be going into the one that you're talking about. Like, Dude, it's so hard to like guess what Nintendo's gonna do next. They're such a weird company. Yeah, um, like it took so I mean, long for Diamond Pearl remakes, and then now they're coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think they have, like they've been around for long enough. I feel like they they've got like a game plan. I feel. Yeah, I'm not an inside yeah, man, but that's what I think. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, we have Josh in this episode because E3 wrapped up. We got the Nintendo announcements. Josh is typically my Nintendo friend that I go to to talk about Nintendo stuff with. Um, so this Friday coming out, we have Mario Golf Super Rush, Scarlet Nexus, and Fast and Furious 9. 
on June 25th. Uh, so those are the things releasing this week. Um, I'm not really excited for any of these things. I'm sure Fast and Furious 9 will be a, a fun time for those who go and see it. I have a friend that keeps trying to get me to watch it, and uh, I don't really feel like seeing the same movie again. <laughs> they go to—I heard they go to space in this one, though. So I mean, if they're they're racing through space in vehicles, I mean, I might have to give it a go. Yeah, I'm sure Fast Ten they'll be like racing rings around the rings of Saturn. Yeah, dude, in a Mustang. <laughs> Yeah, like just cruising on the asteroid belt. Like, uh, where is Fast and Furious headed? I don't think they have any bounds, man. Like, they'll just stealing from aliens. Yeah, dude, they'll fucking break barriers. Sonic the Hedgehog comes out of nowhere, starts racing them. Did you see Sonic the Hedgehog? No, I did not see it. Man, I kind of want to see it just to see Jim Carrey's performance. Because I heard, like, most of the, his scenes, they just let him do whatever he wanted. They just gave him vague direction and was like, like, oh, music's playing and you're going to react to it. And then, like, Jim Carrey just does his thing where he just goes all the way over the top crazy shit. Hell yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of been making me want to watch it. Speaking of um, watching stuff, though, me and Josh just watched the 2005 King Kong with uh, Jack Black, directed by Peter Jackson, coming fresh off Lord of the Rings. Yep. Um, it's really fucking long. Yeah, what a what a time that was. Nice yeah. three hours of just just going on with King Kong. Just his life. Just his, his people. Well, and, and you get to see Jack Black. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if this holds up, but I remember watching that movie. And having watched like just other th- like Tenacious D and like School of Rock and like so I'm like watching Jack Black in this fucking King Kong and I don't know dude seeing him make the serious like really serious faces that he makes in King Kong is just it's an experience man I don't know like <laughs> yeah it's like him like really acting differently than he normally does and yeah. he's kind of the villain of the film. Which yeah. is an interesting. Yeah, he's like a shady, like, fucking skeevy, like movie director. <laughs> yeah, like he's basically responsible for most of those people's deaths. Yeah, it goes from but, you know teaching kids how to play guitar to watching people and recording people die right in front of his face. Exactly. Getting smashed yeah. by boulders and dinosaurs. Yeah, and he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he just he just keeps on rolling. <laughs> Also, I wanted to mention, um, I fucking, I've been watching Sweet Tooth on Netflix, and I'm, uh, I think I'm, I'm one or two episodes away from the end, and I really recommend everyone give that a go, because it hasn't been confirmed for a season two yet, Netflix is still, still trying to decide whether or not they want to cancel it, and I really don't want it to get canceled, so like, just selfishly, I want everyone to go watch that, because it's like this really sweet show about this kid traveling across the country, um, and it almost has like a Last of Us vibe where he has like a, a, some mentors and more and more companions kind of join his party. And it's just overall like a really good time, really little sweet show. Um, <laughs> I do compare it to Last of Us in the ter- in like the way that you see two characters kind of like traveling together and slowly growing to like each other. Yeah. But I should imagine there are no zombies in that show. Um, <laughs> there's just a sickness that came in and killed like most of the population on the earth. Mm. Um, but yeah. Moving on to some E3 announcements. 
Uh, we got. I'm gonna hit off the, the the Nintendo ones first. We got Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild sequel coming with a little teaser, some gameplay footage. It's coming 2022. I'm really fucking excited for this because, like I've said this before, and it's hard for me to like really say this about a game, but I think Breath of the Wild might be the best video game I've ever played. Um, and and if 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 not the best, then it's in the group of games that I would consider the best games ever made. Um, up there probably with like last of us maybe last of us too but uh i'm really excited for this like i know they have like big shoes to fill with that last one winning so much award and so much praise but uh what are you you guys excited for this i uh i never played the first one so i don't have like much room to be excited um i do think i would want like i would this looks like a game that I would love to play. Like, you know, no doubt in my mind. But I don't have a fucking Nintendo or anything like that, so. Yeah, I feel like you'd really like this. Yeah. Uh it was it was pretty enjoyable. I didn't I never bought it myself, but I played uh I played with two different people with it. I mean it wasn't too bad. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, I feel like one thing that Breath of the Wild really does well, like, I think it, this is, like, probably, like, maybe the singular thing that it does best is this kind of, like, sense of exploration that you don't really get, I feel like, in a lot of open-world games. Like, when you play Skyrim or you play Fallout, it's kind of like, oh, like, you, I mean, you can just walk off in a direction, right? But most of the time, it's kind of like, oh, this quest and that quest brings you over to this town, and this town has some quests, and that brings you over to the next town, and, like, you're kind of, like, going right, through the leveling right. areas, almost like World of Warcraft in a way. But um, with Breath of the Wild, it does not give you very much direction, like... It kind of just says, like, hey, you need to go take down the guy in that castle. And then it's kind of, like, up to you what else you want to do. Because, like, that, the boss in the castle is going to be way too strong for you. And then you kind of just, like, it kind of just feeds on that, like, oh, what's that shiny thing over there? Or, like, what's that cluster of buildings that looks interesting? I'm going to go over there. And then exploring that and then being like, oh, what's that over there? And then, like, keep keep going. And you just keep, and it starts snowballing. And the fact that you can climb any surface and go anywhere it doesn't feel like anything's like kind of like you're falling into a groove or it's like oh go this way or like oh this is like the natural progression of things it's like and i have plenty of conversations with other people who've beaten that game where it's like oh what boss did you take down first or like oh what what abilities did you get first and it's always different because everyone has like a different kind of like progression of where they're going and i feel like a lot of other games have kind of like started to reach for that feeling of like just like really just feeling like you're in this giant open space and you're exploring and you're getting rewarded for exploring. And it's kind of just like mm. up to you to, to just go around and do it. And there's not a lot of quests. That's interesting. That sounds pretty cool. So, I did that's why I recommend that, like, it. like right off the bat, you can just go fight Ganon, which is pretty cool. So, I mean, if you can actually make it through, you can just beat the game within however many minutes, you know? Yeah. And for that to be an option, but not feel like a cheap way because of the fucking challenge required for that, I mean, that's really cool. And then the fact that, like, just going around and, like, naturally doing other objectives makes you strong enough to handle them really easily, that's really cool. And, like, how many secrets that game has, like, completely optional. You can go into this weird maze of a hidden forest and find the fucking sword. Or, like, 
go into this back little room and fight this boss and get his shield. So you have like that iconic shield sword combo. It's like, it's just really cool that there's so many hidden optional things that the game doesn't even tell you about, but you're just kind of like, Oh, what's that? And you might go like explore it or like look it up and like find out all this cool shit. And I feel like you would really like that Alex, just because I know whenever you play open world games, you spend a lot of time just like, Oh, I'm going to go like do what I want to do on my own accord. Like, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do what I mean, that looks fun or like I can think of something fun to do. And for me, it's like I really easily fall into that, like kind of like che- like objective checklist, like I'm doing challenges like this. I need to get done. And now I have these things available. I need to get all those done in the most efficient way possible. And then like that's how I do it all the way to the end to 100 um, percent. But Breath of the Wild doesn't like allow me to do that, which is really cool. I was wondering how they were, uh, I saw a big issue was a lot of people didn't like the durability, but then some people did like the durability factor to it. They were really confused on how they're going to do it because a lot of people didn't like that there was a durability because it didn't matter if their weapon broke, they had a hundred more, but then some people complained that if there wasn't, you would just have the strongest sword no matter what. So, yeah. So I don't know how that's how they're gonna take that approach on the second one. Yeah, I'm not sure. I remember kind of being annoyed by that, but just you know, kind of eventually just accepting that it's like you know just part of the game. Yeah, I mean, I totally and you have it. tons of other weapons, so it's like, what was the point? Could you repair the weapon if it broke, or no? I feel like I think if I remember correctly, it's because it's been like it was 2017, I think. So it's been a few years. I feel like you could, but most of the time you'd probably just want to switch to a new one. And so like, interesting. Your weapons do have durability. You do want to constantly be cooking food, um, gathering those ingredients. I think when you got but, the master sword, there's like some kind of charge system too for it. Yeah, yeah, or you break and then you like can't use it. And it would recharge, which was like the main benefit of going and getting that sword. I remember like getting the shield and thinking, oh, this will probably be invincible. And then you learn that the shield can break. Uh, Yeah, okay. Moving on, we got Marvel's Gardens of the Galaxy. Now, this is coming out. It's the Square Enix uh, produced title. It's coming out in October. So they kind of just like released a a big long gameplay video and some like video of the devs talking about it. Um, Pretty like cool that they're just like, oh, yeah, here's a trailer. Here's what all this game has to offer. And it's coming out in like. So what, six, five months? Um, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, it looked like it could be fun. I, I, did, I liked Marvel's Avengers, that game that Square Enix made last year, but very quickly I kind of got bored with it. It kind of started to feel like, when, once I finished the campaign, it kind of felt like Destiny where you're just like doing repeatable quests, fighting one of the two bosses available. But that game's getting expansions like Wakanda and stuff. So it's been an interesting watching them kind of expand this like marvel game universe the uh i mean yeah that the video had a, a ton of commentary and like <laughs> a ton of the video was just of the people that were working on the game and or included in the process of like the creation in some format or another but the the like small amount of clips that we do get to see of the actual game it looks like really good like i mean graphic wise like it looks it looks pretty great i think um it seems like they're really going for that like cinematic feel so i guess like yeah it seems like, like it's gonna it look good, like but... mass effect kind of thing or they're they taking that kind of look at it 
Definitely, mm. dude. I yeah. felt a lot of Mass Effect inspiration, and it's kind of cool that it's a single player game. They said they mentioned you play as Peter Quill, mm-hmm. um, and kind of like it looks. It almost looked like there's little like moments where you can interact with people, like uh, and have dialogue choices that might affect your relationships with some of the other crew members, which also very Mass Effect. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it, it might be cool. Like maybe if it is a lot like a more comedy Mass Effect, <laughs> um, with like rock songs from the 80s or whatever it could it could be a good time uh another game that looked like it could be a good time coming to exclusively to xbox series x and s and pc is redfall this game can be played solo or co-op it almost reminded me of like a fun kind of like maybe vampire left for dead like, we didn't get any gameplay. It was a cinematic trailer, so obviously it's, like, very speculation-based. But just the fact that it's, like, one- to four-player co-op and it kind of looked like a PvE situation, I'm starting to, like, feel like... And very, like... The characters all seem very, like, you know... I don't know what the best term for it would be, but not, like, they bland. They all have their, like, unique characteristics and special yeah. powers, too. Each has their own ability set. Yeah. So it is, it's kind of like a little mix of Left 4 Dead and maybe a little bit of Borderlands. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Um, I could see that. I do definitely get that feeling from the trailer with like the characters. They all have like their own like I guess very unique like flares and or like just even like in their styles and or how they're acting like their behavior in the, the slight like little bit of cinematics that you do get to see of them interacting with each other. Um, seems like they're going to have different abilities, all that shit. Um, apparently this is the same developers behind Dishonored and the game called Prey, which I haven't played or even really heard much about Prey. I've but... played both of those, dude, and Prey is really fun. Nice. But now that that you say that, it makes sense. I, I remember seeing that it was made by Bethesda, and Bethesda got purchased by Microsoft, so it makes sense this is coming exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Now that they own them. But yeah, I mean, that's actually good news because Dishonored is great, and so is uh, Prey. Like, Prey had some, like, weak points. It's, a, it's like a single-player horror game where you kind of go into, like, an abandoned, like, space station, and everything's been killed, and you kind of, like, exploring and figuring out what happened and stuff. Um, it's, and you have a lot of really cool powers and same with Dishonored, you have a lot of really cool abilities and powers. So I bet based on the, those two games that you'll have a lot of really cool combat abilities in this. And it's also exciting that it'll be, um, co-op because both of those games were very single player. Nice. Fuck. Yes. Nice. So yeah, Redfall, I'm excited to get some gameplay footage. Whenever we get any gameplay footage, I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Absolutely. Uh, And the last... Last game that I wanted to discuss is Pokemon Unite. Now, this is coming out first on Switch uh, next month in July, and then it's going to be coming to mobile devices in September. And I, apparently, it's kind of like, I think it's cross progression. I don't know if you'll be able to play with each other, though. Um, this is going to be a MOBA, which is really weird because, like, the cinematic trailer, they're like hitting balls into goals. And I'm like, is this like a fucking soccer game? Right. <laughs> um, and then you get some gameplay, and it's like top down, like League of Legends, kind of like looking type game but then also whenever they hit a goal they're like throwing a ball in so i don't know yeah, what do you what, <laughs> josh i know you played a lot of league of legends what do you think of this do you think you're gonna download it i mean i'm for i'm yeah i already planned on buying it when i first heard of it honestly just because of the idea of uh pokemon moba 
but it seems more like capture the flag and then like maybe like a capture the flag and then just kind of a random MOBA type deal going on with it. Pokemon Quidditch. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah, dude, that's uh, what... certain rings, you know, give more points. Maybe the middle ring is the most points or something. Did they show like like kind of like as you level up in game, your Pokemon evolves? Yeah, it was it's like uh, that. they were fighting. I I feel like it's there's going to be random mobs or something in the uh in the games where you can fight them to get points to level up or something and maybe you would just evolve during the game. But I'm not quite sure. It, yeah. it looked very interesting. And I, I didn't check. Is this game free to play, or is it? Or is it you have to buy it? That I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think they really they talked much about it. They really only showed like a little bit of a clip for gameplay, and then the giant cinematic. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to look up if it's coming to PC, and they said there's no word on PC or not. So. The cinematic of the slow motion Pikachu. Saving the day, perhaps, or just nearly missing the block. Who knows? Who knows, dude? Who, Who knows? knows? <laughs> the world, I never know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this looks wild, but if you like League of Legends, you, you're probably going to get a kick out of this, especially if you're a big <laughs> fan of Pokemon. Yeah, like I need just... something to spice up my League of Legends life. <laughs> None this other than fucking to do it. Bulbasaur and Pikachu to get, <laughs> exactly. it, get you there. <laughs> I saw one comment saying the only reason this isn't titled Pokemon League is because of League of Legends. <laughs> um, but all right, next up, we're uh, going to talk about an anime coming out. I watched an anime video or a, a video by a YouTuber about the top 10 anime coming out next season, <laughs> which I believe is probably the summer season. Um, and the only one that struck me, because most of them were uh, Isekai's, I think like seven out of the ten, um, and then like one of them was like a sequel to an an older anime. Was uh, the case study of Vanitas season one is coming out in July, and I did get I did grab the plot synopsis. It's kind of chunky, but I'm just gonna go through it uh, before we dive into this because I feel like the trailer was cool, but it was kind of like just like an almost like an anime intro. Yeah, it was like really all over the place. I couldn't. I also wasn't reading the text because we were kind of talking when I was watching this, so I like, wasn't able to get all the text that was showing up, like the subtitles. Um, so basically, yeah. here is what this anime is going to be about. During a blimp ride to Paris, Noé Archiviste meets Vanitas, a human claiming to be a doctor for vampires, curing them of the malnomen, which causes vampires to behave predatorily against their will. The book with which he heals, the Book of Vanitas, is connected to the original Vanitas, the vampire of the blue moon, hated by the vampires of the red moon, who form a traditional vampire society. Noe and Vanitas join forces to heal vampires, but there lurks a threat of some unknown force named Charlatan, which may be responsible for corrupting the sick vampires. Dude, something's... I'm getting, like, nostalgia. Like, I've read that out loud before, dude, and I don't know what, dude. I mean, honestly, it sounds like a pretty cliche kind of anime, though. Yeah, like... I, so maybe maybe just the idea of it's just reminding you of something else. Yeah, I mean, I hope I haven't read that out on a previous episode. But if I have, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, this 
the it, it got like number three out of the top ten, I think, or is it number three or number four? And every time I've watched one of that guy's videos, because I have watched his videos, I I should probably say his name if I can. Um, I've used that guy's videos for like, um, my last five seasons of anime that I've watched new animes from, like Promised Neverland. He recommended to me, uh, Demon Slayer. I found through his thing. Um, same with, um. Tower of God, and uh, what was that other anime we've been watching? Oh, To Your Eternity. So, like, I usually trust his uh, things. I think his name is VinnyTube. But, yeah, anyway. The case study of Vinitas. I'll be giving it a watch. I'll watch the first ep- couple episodes, you know, give it the old anime try, see what it's about. It could end up being boring and basic. This might be a, more of a dry season for anime for me, personally. But I mean, I'd still give it a, a watch because even even basic stories like how Demon Slayer is, but then there's the animation of it, you know, that makes it such a great anime. Yeah, true. So I mean, you can really come out with anything. Speaking of basic plots that look exciting. There's a movie I wanted to talk about titled Pig. Um, it has Nicholas Nicholas Cage in it. It's coming out July 16th. Um, this is following this guy who uh, he's a truffle forager and his truffle finding pig goes missing. So basically like from the trailer it looks like Nicholas Cage is like a hermit out in the woods with his pig and then suddenly he just gets attacked. Boom, like suddenly he's all bloodied up and beat up and his pig is gone. Out of and then nowhere. we enter in- we we enter into like a John Wick situation where it's like it looks like this grisly bloody man is coming back to a life he left behind but now he's looking for his pig and like literally like grizzled Nicolas Cage voice I'm looking for a truffle pig. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what just Nick so Cage bloody has gotten himself into nowadays when he's he just keeps popping up in these random movies. These random yeah, we actually, bloody movies. <laughs> yeah. We actually talked to uh Nate about uh, or Willump about how you guys watched that uh, Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. <laughs> just Nicholas Cage just beating some robots. Yeah, and then uh, he just goes so... back to normal every time. Grabs a new shirt and then just beats up another one. <laughs> just another day in the life. Yeah, um, he's just got a beautiful life. One of the one of the highest rated comments for this video is just. John Wick, but he's a cook, and someone steals his pig. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's dude. pretty spot on. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that's that's what we're looking at here, ladies and gentlemen. So whether or not you're a fan of Nicolas Cage, for whatever reasons that may be, uh, yeah, that's what we're getting into. John Wick, but it's Nicolas Cage. He's a cook. Someone stole his fucking pig, and he's coming for the pig, he's out for blood. Watch out if you took the pig. He's coming. Uh, and then the uh, <laughs> the other movie is about someone else coming, coming to your high school to talk about how his son died. This is called Joe Bell. Has Mark Wahlberg. Someone else in is it. coming. <laughs> someone else is coming. <laughs> what? Oh, coming. No. This is this this movie's coming. <laughs> 
movie's coming out July 23rd. Just in case you guys didn't know, this is not a comedy movie that we're. This is yeah. This is actually a really. This is actually a really serious, sad movie. And my transition, my segue there into this movie probably wasn't the smoothest sand transition. Wasn't Um, appropriate at all. uh, Joe Bell, it seems, is about this father played by Mark Wahlberg and his son, who is gay. Uh, is getting bullied at school, and then it looks like he died, and he left behind a note, which kind of leads me to suspect that he killed himself, um, which is, you know, obviously tragic. And then it sends Mark Wahlberg on this quest. <laughs> Not a quest. A quest. <laughs> oh, man. It sends him on a journey to walk across the United States, and he's visiting high schools, and he's kind of spreading this really important positive message, and it almost looks like through this journey, he's seeing his son and learning more about him. And kind of learning to accept more aspects of him. And it almost looks like they have dialogue at some point. So it looks like a really emotional journey. Like I almost cried during the trailer. Um, and it kind of looks like it takes place maybe in the Midwest or the South. Because we get a lot of shots of like, I don't know, horses and countrysides and rodeos. But uh, yeah, this looked like a m- emotional, serious movie. Um, and it's written... I, th- did it, I don't remember who if it mentioned... Who else? It was by. But Mark Wahlberg looks like he's going to be given like a really good performance in this movie. And I'm, I'm honestly excited to see it. it. I'll probably cry during it, but uh, it looks like a serious movie, not a comedy. Yeah, dude, I had to At fucking, all. I had to skip to the next trailer because this one was about to make me cry. There's a lot Sounds. of um, having the sun go with him on this journey, but like in a different sense. But he, since he's not actually there, it's yeah. just a lot of like seeing what his son saw from different people. Yep. Yeah, there's just really a sweet scene of like his son singing Lady Gaga, and then he starts singing it too, and the son's like, "Wow, I didn't know you knew the words." And he's like, "Yeah, I mean, of course I know the words." And they like sing it together, and it's really like sweet scene. And then there's they change it up on you, and they show a scene of a guy yelling at the bartender to turn off the TV because there's too many queens on. The, uh, the gay pride yeah that was shown on television yeah while like this trailer it looked like it's gonna be a really good movie i kind of wish they would have withheld some of the plot details because i feel like they just sometimes trailers just like tell you so much about what goes into the movie and i bet this movie would have just like hit really harder if you didn't know that the sun was going to die mm-hmm. and you kind of just like went in and like i don't know yeah. with less less knowledge of the plot you just thought um, you but, thought his son was just having a rough time or something, and then yeah. you, know, you just see flashes of his dad talking to crowds about something. Yeah, and then like yeah, the, yeah, the weird dialogue between them. Like yeah, they didn't have to include that. Like this is what happens in the movie, and this is what it forces the main character to do, and this is what he realizes. It's, they just give you that, like. If they didn't show the scene of like him passing or that the idea of him was he was going to pass, it, yeah. you know, it'd be a lot more dramatic when it actually happened. Yeah. So, moving out of our movie discussion, we have a song of the a song of the week, which is actually going to be, well, the song of the week is Veggies off Crevin's new EP titled Crevins is self-titled so I'm gonna play a clip from Veggies right now and then after the clip ends um I'm gonna insert in my interview with Crevins and then once the clip once the interview ends I'll play another song off the EP um 
Previns, if you guys, just a reminder, I think I mentioned this in the interview too, but he's responsible for the intro and outro of every episode of The Sweet Peaceful, which we cannot thank him enough for. Absolutely. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy my first live recorded interview uh, for The Sweet Peaceful. Uh, it's a pretty fun one. It's juicy. Um, it's really, yeah, sure. Um, so <laughs> yeah, enjoy. All right, listeners, today I am joined by Krevins. Uh, he has a new EP that came out last Friday, self-titled EP called Krevins. I wanted to have him on the show because he is, like, responsible for our intro and outro for the past year so you guys uh, what's good people <laughs> how y'all doing <laughs> so i wanted to have him on uh and ask him some questions about his new ep and like uh and play some of the songs so i'll probably i'll probably sandwich this interview in between like snippets of two songs so uh so how are you feeling how how, how was the how's releasing an ep i feel phenomenal i feel uh Anxious. I'm ready to see the response I get. Honestly, uh, see how people feel about it, and you know, it's it means a lot to me. I'm I'm glad it's out there now, uh, but yeah, we got more on the way. Just know that we got some more on the way for you. Uh, it's time to do a lot of shows. It's time to get shows crazy this week. It's gonna be stupid. Yeah, and dude, and listening to that EP, like I can already tell, like so many of those songs are gonna go so fucking hard live. So like, I mean, that's that's great to hear. Um, so what was like the process behind like the songs? Like what was the inspiration? Like what? Because you're like what you were talking about like maybe a theme of uh, of the EP before we we started recording. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, it's all right. So it, how it really started, it was just me making a lot of music at once, and then realizing, oh shit, this kind of correlates with this, and then uh, from there I started putting things together, started writing more cohesive, and basically the project is about. Are, when when life catches up to you, are you going to repeat that same cycle or are you going to move on and progress? Are you going to evolve or repeat, basically? And it's not really me talking. I mean, if I'm talking to you, you listening right now, phenomenal. I, was fu- I fucking love it. But really, I'm talking to myself. Am I going to repeat the same old shit? And I think, yeah, it, it's, it was something more personal for me. It was just actually me, me. So I'm kind of curious from like a, an artist and musician's perspective, like when you, when you start like doing this are you like okay i'm gonna make this ep and this is gonna be the theme or are you like oh i've been writing all these songs and this is kind of like i'm starting to realize there's a theme here that part the yeah. latter the latter it's always a lot i mean if i i me personally if i go into something like all right i'm gonna make this from front to back this is what the story is gonna be i'm gonna end up botching it yo i like i've had so many of that has been thrown in the trash because of that shit mm-hmm. uh so I, yeah i just keep making music keep making music keep collaborating with people and just uh creating as much as possible and then at some certain point it's like oh shit we got one and yeah okay <laughs> we got one you, you stitch it together and you make sure and then do a couple tweaks here and there to make sure it's as cool he- cohesive as it can be and then boom man yeah i mean yeah, i've always been interested in that because it's like it just seems like a 
like a weird thing to like creatively box yourself in in like that kind of way. But yeah, um, yeah, this EP it was sick. What what do you think was um, what do you think was like your favorite your favorite song if you could choose one, off the EP? Oh, can I have a split answer? <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, split answer. I would say "Love Thy Neighbor" because it's a it's a first glimpse into Jabopolis with me and Poison Jams. It's gonna be stupid. That's gonna be crazy. Um, we've been working on that for over a year now. I've been going down to Renton, Tacoma, Seattle. We've been recording all over the place, different studios and stuff. Uh, Dude, that's crazy. But personally, it's got to be veggies. Veggies. Veggies is because this is a this is just for the podcast. All right, so check this out. You remember uh, on Instagram, I released that like three thing where I was wearing a suit. It yeah. was like picture, picture, and in the middle, I was walking down the stairs, like acting like I was drunk or some shit. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah. Remember that beat that was playing? I don't remember that exactly. All right, so e- either way, either way, <laughs> the beat that was playing, the fucking response to that shit, everybody was like, oh, God. I didn't have anything written to it. Oh, I was really? like, oh, shit, I got to put it up. <laughs> Dude, I, I definitely, I started to come back to me. I thought that was like a snippet of an upcoming song or something, like you're yeah. hyping it up. <laughs> yeah, I was just making a beat. I was, like, I was like, all right, cool, so now we got to use that because everybody's like, yo, that beat hard as fuck. Well, fuck, I want to hear the song. I was like, I ain't writing none yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I wrote like five different songs to that one. And Veggies is now about, it's basically, that's all cat, baby, tuck your shit. Life catch up, nigga, watch your step. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh... I guess I'll I'll probably end this interview with a clip from Veggies then since uh, yeah. <laughs> dive into it. Um, man, so yeah, man, that's like, really cool. I remember you you were you released last week actually, and we actually talked about this on podcast last week. Uh, the Flips and Dips EP, and I like love a bunch of songs off that EP as well. Um, but you released like a video on your story of like you jumping up in the air to the beat. <laughs> Yeah, dude, and I was like, I honestly looked on YouTube for a music video to show up for, like, fucking four days, dude, because that, that clip right there, I was, like, it brought me, like, huge smile on my face, like, I was like, oh, this man. is fucking sick, and I wanted to, like, show other people or whatever, and I was like, damn, there's no music video, like. I appreciate it. that's what I'm slacking on right now, is visuals, so I'm very good at making promo videos, but I need to, I'm executing on more actual, like, music videos as well as a short film, so it's on the way, Okay. it's just... I'm very particular. I'm a I'm a drama kid, man. I grew up as a theater kid, and I'm very like particular. I, every detail counts. I want to no, make sure it's for perfect. Sure, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Do you think any uh, any songs off this EP will get a music video? Yes. All right. This is the one that I was actually making the short film for. Oh, nice, dude. That's really cool. But we might extend it and make it like a a combination of everything. I don't know. Right now, it's the, so we got a bunch of stuff done. I have like almost about like a seven minute video right now. Okay. But I'm wondering if I want to kind of tweak it and like incorporate other projects into it to make it one universe. Yeah, I remember when me and um me and Devin and Alex were on a road trip last year, uh, and Devin we kept going like, Krevin told me I need to film. Clip, little clips of everything yep. for videos so, like he was just like filming random stuff all the time and i was like i mean that's a good idea because i i can think of like tons of music videos and like documentaries where like there's just like clips of stuff going on and like moments but I, I ain't gonna do it right now but man, <laughs> i have uh so a lot of the videos that i'm doing now is like it's just b-roll it's no rapping or singing to the camera and there's no like acting it's literally just b-roll and I think that's really cool because it gives people a like a personalized touch, like they get to see into your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get this like, oh, you're just with us, and I do it with a fisheye lens to make it like a little more dramatic. I don't know, I just like it like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> solid choice. Uh, yeah. Well, sick. Um, 
As a matter of fact, hey, Devin, I never got that footage, bro. Where the fuck that footage at, bro? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, Devin actually, yeah, man, he actually just, he switched from a, our one of our regular hosts to, a, like, a guest that gets rotated in and out this season because he has, like, a lot of stuff going on. He said he wanted to focus more on music and stuff, so he's, like, trying to clear oh, yeah. stuff oh, off yeah. his uh, schedule. So I respect that for sure. Um so we mainly talk about like video games usually and like movies and animes on the show. So I was kind of curious since you're on, what what are your favorite like games, movies, and animes? Like what do you, what do you gravitate towards? Oof. All right. So we're gonna go like current. All right. So actually, all time. Crash Bandicoot. Hell yeah. Crash Bandicoot, unstoppable, bro. You know, I broke I broke two PlayStation ones off of Crash Bandicoot <laughs> as a kid. How did you break them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, so. It was that it was that mission. It was that level where motherfucking you gotta jump on the you gotta jump on the ropes and it's the ice bridge and that okay. hogs is running back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's like the first one. Bruh, I kept dying. I got real bad. I took the controllers. <laughs> Mind yeah. you, I'm like seven, yeah. six, seven, eight. Yeah, it's just like from from from. Yeah, uh, I wasn't able to touch the PlayStation for a minute after that, <laughs> and then I did it again. And they say they banned me from the PlayStation. But yeah, Crash Bandicoot of all time, for sure. Uh, Ratchet and Clank is still in that same pocket. That's why I was like, why the fuck you ain't play yours yet? <laughs> yeah, uh, I definitely need to get to that. Let's see. I feel like people underestimate how difficult and fucking platformers? frustrating platformers? Ba- like, fucking Crash Bandicoot in particular. Oh, though. yes. Like, <clears throat> yeah, dude, that's that, annoying. That, there's some hard fucking levels in that game, dude. I love it, but it's so annoying. <laughs> And the new one, I, I heard it's even harder. Like they made. Oh, I beat it. I oh, beat yeah? it. I'm actually working on playing it in reverse right now. Oh yeah, dude. I was <laughs> I was re- I was reading like yeah, they have reverse modes and shit. Yeah. No, that shit's actually really cool. Um, I'm. That's one of the games that I really tried 100 percent. Where you get all the little uh, the, the little diamonds or the little gems. Dude, that's what I do with Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's something I really put into work. Once I get my five, you already know I'm be on Ratchet and Clank too, bro. Especially. That fucking multi-dimensional shit, I cannot wait. It looks wait. so cool. I cannot wait. The fucking um, Spyro remastered trilogy, I 100%ed oh, every yep. single one. Yeah, dude. <laughs> every single one, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was like, I gotta do this for like the little kid that I fucking played No, I, I, I would do it with my son, yo. Oh, like, hell yeah. Like, right, you want to play for a little bit? All he does is like run into a wall, but you know, it's all love. Yeah. But hey, it was a great time. All right, so that's how we're going to segue into the next one. My son. So I'm going to be super generic when it comes to the anime. I'm gonna say Naruto. It's classic. You know Rock Lee? Yeah. I fucking love Rock Lee. I have a Do you drawing. know my son's name? I do. I know he's named after Rock Rocky Lee. Rocky Lee, bro. <laughs> I really got his mom to agree on that. It's the best feeling ever. So yeah, I would say just just for that sake, because I named my son after Naruto, I'm gonna put Naruto on that list. If we're talking about movies, shit. I can go about movies all day. But I'm gonna say for currently. Shit. Tenet. Tenet? Oh, Tenet dude, smack for me. I have listened to The Plan by Travis Scott, which is written for Tenet, like, so but many times, but I've never seen it. I That's can never get anyone can, to, like, fucking watch it with me. Everyone's always like, oh, whatever, Christopher Nolan. But I I know, like, maybe I can get Alex and I could rope him into it, but, like, it, I was hyped for that movie. The more you watch it, the more you realize how detailed and well put together that film is. I watched it about six times already. Fun fact, fun fact. Tenant. They said there's two timelines, right? Yeah. There's a scene at the. This is the very first scene, so I'm not spoiling anything for you. There's a scene. Uh, what's his name? Uh, John David Washington. He's sitting in the motherfucking chair, getting his ass whooped by some Russians. 
and there's two trains going by. Okay. The two timelines that are going to happen throughout the movie. Oh, I was like, bro, the so fucking details metaphor. of this shit is nuts. I, I've watched it so many times. I fucking love it. Yeah, dude. Have you seen uh, Memento? Mm-mm, what's that? Dude, you should. It's a. It's an earlier Christopher Nolan film. Oh, I highly shit. recommend it's it. Nolan, bro. I'm rocking with it. Bro. And it's like it fucks with time, um, in a in a different way. But it's like it's really cool. It's like this guy who, um, he forgets everything. He has like very short term memory. So he's like tatted messages to himself on his body. No. Yeah, definitely. Like if you I'll definitely watch that and let me know what you think. It's like yeah. oh, it's on Amazon. Yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight. Then. It's a little bit grittier than uh Tenet cuz like he doesn't have the same big budgets that he has now, mm-hmm. but it's I'm a, still with it though. Anything yeah. Nolan does, man, I, he he always he always impresses. That's for sure. Yeah, dude, he's a he's definitely a fucking great he's director. Um well, sweet, man. Those are like some good fucking picks right there. Um well, I mean, yeah. If you have anything else, anything else to add about the EP? No, nah, man. How how the listeners doing, man? How y'all doing, man? I hope y'all doing wonderful. It's it's summer twenty twenty one. We out and active again. Uh, I'm I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. Some of y'all motherfuckers don't know how to act no more. Y'all y'all miss one summer. You gotta make it up. Yeah, hey, y'all gotta relax. <laughs> I see some shit this summer. It's already been wild. But um, yeah, just stay stay. Uh, go ahead and follow my Spotify. Go ahead, and f- if you're not already following, go ahead and follow Sweet Peaceful right now. I'm going to slap the shit out you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. I'm going to just talk some shit. Yeah, you can find uh, Krevin's EP on, uh, it sounds like, all major platforms. I know all it's on platforms. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, everything. Just Basically. come dance. Have a good time. Pull up. We're going to do mad shows. Follow me on Instagram, C-H-R-V-N-S. Uh, we're doing shows all summer. Pull up. Let's dance. Well, sweet, dude. Thank you for uh, for coming on the show, man. No, thank you, bro. Yeah, dude. Of course, and thank you, of course, for the the intro and outro. They that. <laughs> oh yeah, we go. Hey, give it two more episodes. We gonna have a new intro and outro. Watch. <laughs> and Devin, you a bitch. <laughs> I kick push last week was a fiasco. I told your ass before, you slow like how the grass grows. Said, I'm an asshole, but tell me what you stand for. Praying man to stance, raining anvils, I'm a handful. Tony Danza, I'm the boss, my plans expansive. Your niggas too passive, need my fees in advance. Say, your bitch in my DMs, she telling me I'm handsome. My mom just called, said she want another grandson. And quit the math, huh? We gon' keep it rocky, rolling, pockets swollen, I'm impotent, I'm the chosen, Ozzy blowing, drop a pivot, run the boo, I slipped the foot of revenue. No, it's nothing new, it's been a proof that bad to make like Ali, yo. And welcome back <laughs> to, uh... Nice. Welcome back to the main show. Okay, <laughs> I have a game lined up. We're going to play Instagram popularity poll for the first time in a long time. Sick. Uh, I have a fun little one, little gaming-related one for you guys. So, for those who don't know... Dr. Seuss all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about. I have a fun little one, little gaming one (laughs) for you guys. For those who don't know, Instagram popularity poll, because we haven't played in a really long time. Um, I go on Instagram, and I put up a poll, and my followers can vote on the two different options, and then... I'm going to have Josh and Alex try to guess what was the winning percentage, what was the percentage on either side, and whoever gets it closest wins. Um, so, for example, like if I said peanut butter or jelly, and then, you know, Alex would be like, I think 68% of people 
voted for peanut butter. And then, you know, whoever gets it closest wins. So the question for this Instagram popularity poll is, do you consider competitive gaming a quote unquote sport? Yes or no? I think I will give this a yes for about 62 to 38. Nice, dude. I like it right off the fucking bat. Boom. Send it home. Just going right in. Just right in. Mm -hmm. I thought this is a really interesting conversation, you know, because a lot of people consider sports like has to have physical activity. Right. But, Um, But golf is considered a sport. But golf has physical activity. Yeah, but nah. well, I guess since I don't really use Instagram, I should have asked: uh, Is this like just this poll only goes to your followers, or is yeah. this kind of just like it gets yeah? I had about there? about fifty of my followers voted on this poll. Okay, then I'll stick. I'll stick with my with my answer. Cool. And you just to uh, write it down. You said sixty-two to thirty-eight. Yes. Um, I also think it's going to be on the side of yes. But I'm going to go with it being a little bit closer of a call. I think that it was yes at 54%. Okay. Yeah, I thought this was an interesting conversation because, like, you know, gaming fills up arenas. It's streamed on ESPN. Uh, Like, the StarCraft 2 fucking world competition in South Korea was like similar to the fucking Super Bowl in America like yeah. uh they are considering gaming for the Olympics for 2020 but it was too soon so now they're considering it for 2024 or 2028 so soon gaming will be in Olympics and it'll be a gold it'll be a medal event where you can earn gold silver whatever in regards to what games are being considered for this I don't know but yeah, like imagine having to speed run Super Mario Bros and whoever gets fastest <laughs> gets a gold medal <laughs> there are but they are already incorporating gaming into the lead up events to uh the olympics where like it's part of the competitions it's part of the summer games they're just not metal events anymore so i think it's really exciting and also really interesting that we're like such an evolving time where gaming has started to become kind of like mainstream accepted as a competitive almost like maybe a sport maybe an e-sport maybe something else lack of a better term yeah um But yeah, so that's why I ended up asking my followers that question because I was just genuinely curious. So we got 68% said yes. So Josh is going to take home the win here. I was surprised, honestly, dude. Like it was majority people were saying yes. And like I can see who voted either way. And I was like, man, a lot of these people I didn't expect to say yes to this. But, uh, you know, people respect the game, bro. Yeah, dude, that's a lot. Uh, 68%. Yeah. Yeah. So, you just gotta hope that people take the time to think about how many hours uh, these pros actually put into the games. Yeah, could be like yeah, fourteen no plus hours a day. Yeah, that, and that's why I was like, I, I was in the in the pro favor for this. I was like, man, like some of these like hardcore professional players, especially in like South Korea and stuff, where it's like there's that really grind heavy culture. Like people their entire day every single day is just honing their craft and like honing their skill set well dude and starcraft is like a different like world dude like that that shit is like all dude like it's all like actions per minute dude like those guys have Mm -hmm. crazy high actions per minute like just insane 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 like their like mouse does not get a break dude like it's like that's those games are insane dude like that's just crazy 
<laughs> yeah, I remember looking at like League of Legends like pro players like clicks in their major games because you can tell they count how many clicks they have yeah. and like it's crazy comparing your clicks a game to their clicks a game because yeah. they're just like constantly just like fucking non fucking stop like and i remember they even had to start drug testing these players because people were taking uppers before games like adderall and stuff um just to like maintain so like you had to start drug testing yeah that was um just in case if no one else knows it really it happened for csgo there was the cloud nine team the whole team started taking adderall before all their games and then the the drug testing really started from that that's hilarious. Dang. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know very much about like the history. I just remember hearing about it like in the industry of like, oh, we're having to start drug testing professional mm-hmm. gamers. Yeah. Because you don't really, I don't know. Yeah, I guess for me, you don't really think about like performance enhancing drugs involving like gaming, but it totally yeah, does. I mean, yeah, anything yeah. mind and body. Because none yeah. of them like actually needed the Adderall. They just used it for a boost. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like they're already amazing players, but then it's like mm-hmm. you add a little bit of Adderall and it's like makes you a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah, poor, the poor NA teams for CSGO just needed to be able to compete with the EU teams. So they <laughs> went to, you know, Adderall. <laughs> so I know that like in League of Legends, the, like, the best players are usually from South Korea and obviously it's the same goes for StarCraft, but yep. um, is with CSGO, is it Europe? Yeah. Yeah, this, or, I'm sorry. What, what were you asking? Like, where, what country has the best reputation for CS:GO? Oh, yeah, for CS:GO, it's Europe, 100. Nice. percent I wonder if there's any game where it's the North, where it's North America. Not, not really. No. Call of Duty, no. dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about any other regions actually playing Call of Duty, so yeah, that could be the big one. <laughs> that's our big one great dude great dude. Um, <laughs> good well shit. that's gonna wrap it up it's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the sweet peaceful thank you for joining us josh i'm glad that you finally came on it's been great i mean like i just in this episode i can tell we had some great discussion and i would love for you to come on again in the future yeah of course guys fuck yes thank you hope everyone hope everyone has a good week and is excited for pig with Nicolas Cage. Get excited. I know. I, man, I can't wait for it. <laughs> I'll be I'll be there the first showing. Fucking the midnight release, dude. <laughs> also, I recommend going and watching Luca. It's available for free on Disney Plus and it's in theaters. Just last minute mention. I just watched that over the weekend. I cried twice. It's a really fucking good Pixar movie. Recommend it. Nice. But yeah, have a good week, everyone. Thanks yeah, for coming, everyone. Week. Goodbye, Bye. sweet pea.
smoke with leave you coughing. Uh. End up on a t-shirt, cut a preacher, like can I get a feature? Praise Jesus, got rid of them leeches. I'm a dreamer, that's been a procedure. I mean it's a bitch, but